Yeah, boy. Flavor Flav. What? What? Yeah, boy. Okay. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Man Child Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. Yeah, that was my uh, riveting impression of Little John and Flavor Flav having a conversation. Just, just great stuff. As always, you know how we do. But welcome back. I hope uh, life has treated you well. This episode finds you in good spirits. I know you're you you're been waiting for your medication, your daily or weekly dose of the Man Child Pod. My beautiful, silky, smooth voice blessing your ears, and uh, you're welcome. But as always, don't forget to follow me on social media at MilesKC06 for Instagram, MKC06 for Twitter. Uh, thanks for liking, sharing, and subscribing to the podcast. It is much appreciated. You were all the best. Uh, but yeah, let's just get into it today. Uh, I've had a kind of a busy week, as always. You know, it's a trend here. We're busy now. We back at it. Everybody's busy. It's fucking 2018, for Christ's sakes. There's no time to not be busy, I feel like. But, uh, yeah, I, I did have that racial bias training last week, which was interesting. Uh... I don't know. It, as you know, the basic white bread guy from Kansas, I I don't have a lot to say about racism. I don't experience racism in my life, you know. Uh, so I think it was good. I probably learned a thing or two that I didn't know before, but it was nothing earth shattering, nothing groundbreaking, you know. I don't think Starbucks cured racism by any stretch of the imagination with that four hour training, you know, shutting down the store and having the talk. Like, yeah, it's great to create a conversation. But at the end of the day, you know, that's not even scratching the surface, I'm sure. But it's a nice thing that they did, I think, starting the conversation, trying to be more inclusive and just maybe looking at themselves a little deeper. Nothing wrong with that, right? It's always weird, though. Customers come in, they're like, what do you think of that bullshit? It was stupid, huh? It's like, settle down, buddy. Like, settle down. That's not necessarily, it wasn't just a bad thing. Plus, I got paid, right? So it's not that bad. Just settle down. People are wild, man. <clears throat> Speaking of people being wild, the thing that I'm more worried about than this, like, this whole, like, whoa, am I racist? Like, no, I don't think I am, personally. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know, I mean, that intro I did today might have been a little shaky. But <laughs> uh, ma- mainly what I'm trying to get out here is they changed the policy to Starbucks. Like, pretty much now it's a free-for-all in there. Uh Anybody can use the bathroom, anybody can hang out, just do whatever. And I don't know if too many people know much about Ocean Beach in particular, but uh, there's a lot of riffraff, a lot of trolls, a lot of homeless people. And I'm not trying to kick them while they're down, you know, I feel bad for them, whatever. I, I, I do, but now they basically turn our bathroom into like their own personal little day spa. It's like a half methadone clinic, half half day spa. They're in there shooting up, doing drugs sometimes. Like, we'll be in the bathroom for 30 fucking minutes. It's wild. So now we have to worry about that. Seeing all kinds of craziness in there. There was, like, blood in the bathroom the other day. We had to shut it down for a while because somebody just had what looked like a murder scene had happened in there. But it was with poop. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, It's wild that we have to deal with this. Like, I don't get paid enough money. To be cleaning up after all these people. Fucking the CEO of Starbucks is not too worried about the little guy. 
He just wants to look about, worried about his image, worried about those shareholder bucks, those those S bucks on the stock market. That's what he's worried about. He could give a shit about us as the employees, I feel like. I mean, they pretend that that's what this is about, but I don't know. It's going to be wild. Like we, we literally had a, like now that the bathroom's open to anybody and everybody, uh, we literally at one point had a line longer for the bathroom than we did for coffee. Nobody was even getting coffee. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to use this fucking toilet. Just, you know, drop a big old deuce, run out of toilet paper, and then get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't know. So it'll be interesting. I just choose, I pretty much am choosing the worst time to become a barista. Uh, obviously we've been under attack getting turds thrown at us. I don't know if you saw that video, but that was wild too. People need more Jesus in their life. I mean, not me, you know, I'm good, but <laughs> other people need more Jesus in their life. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It just se doesn't seem, seem, I don't know. Anyways, today's episode going to be a little different. I think even from here on out, it's going to be a little different how I do this. I'm going to kind of try and still do the intros and stuff, but just because I want to mix up and have some music in the podcast. But from now on, I don't think I'm going to limit myself to like one topic or whatever. I'm just going to kind of have a few things on a piece of paper and go from there. Uh, it's going to be more free flowing and just trying to talk out some ideas with you guys. So yeah, I think that's what we're going to be doing for a little bit here, kind of going forward. And I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. This thing of ours, oh, this thing of ours. A fraternity of drug dealers ringing off. I just happen to be alumni. Too legit, they still looking at me with one eye. The company I keep is not corporate enough. Child rebel soldier, you ain't often enough. A rapper turned trapper can't morph into us. But a trapper turned rapper can morph into puff. Dance contest for the smokers. I predict snow, I'll roker. If you know, you know. I only ever looked up to Sosa. You all get a bird, this nigga Oprah. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you Yo, y'all, was good? Alright, folks. So, I guess we'll start it off today with kind of the thing that was consuming the my week the most, uh, my past week the most, the rap beef between Pusha T and Drake. I don't know if you guys know, just by listening to the podcast, you can't tell or whatever, but I am a huge hip-hop fan. It's probably my most listened to type of music, it's my favorite type of music. And I just love it. I really do. I don't know. I don't know why exactly. I just, I think it has great lyrical content. I love the swag around the artists. I love the vision they have when they put their albums together. Um, the, the lyrics, uh, it's like poetry, you know, and as a comedian, I really like words and I think, uh, hip hop and rappers in general do a great job using an awesome vocabulary, making up new words and, and finding ways to rhyme things in a unique way. I don't know. I just find it fascinating basically. And, uh, 
<coughs> the past week has been great because we got Kanye's new album. We got Pusha T's new album. ASAP Rocky came out with one. Uh, J. Cole came out with one. I mean, 2018 has been fucking amazing for music. If you are a music fan, you've been in for a treat this year, basically. I mean, it's been been a lot of good stuff. So, but one of the things that's interesting is when there's a rap beef. You know, it's beef. It's what's for dinner. That was horrible. I don't know why I did that, but I just really wanted to say that at some point. And, uh... The Pusha T. Drake rap beef? It's a good one. It really is. It's been going on for a while. I'll give you a quick overview, you know, for the people who don't care or don't know. Uh, it's basically, over the past few years, Pusha T. and Drake have been kind of trading some shots back and forth. And most recently, Pusha, in Pusha T.'s album Daytona, which is fantastic, I actually think I like it a little bit more than Kanye's right now. Uh, it just has some more bangers on it. And I don't know, for some reason, late like in the past couple of years... I've really been gravitating gravitating towards this to gangster rap, which obviously makes no sense. I am as far away from a gangster as possible, uh, but I just love like Nipsey Hussle, Schoolboy Q, uh, Pusha T, who, whoever it may be. I, I've been I've been enjoying some gangster rap, and maybe it's because I I am such a pussy and I am a coward, and that I kind of like live vicariously through them. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I'm hard, I'm tough. I'm selling drugs. I'm a badass. I don't know. But I love it. I love the gangster rap. But uh, Pusha T released the song Infrared. Talked some shit on Drake, Lil Wayne, and Birdman. Kind of taking some shots. And a day later or so, Drake dropped his Duppy freestyle. Which was great. I thought I was like, oh shit. He's about to do to Pusha T what uh, he did to Meek Mill with that back-to-back freestyle. He's about to end it, you know, chop chop the snake off, chop the head off the snake right there and then and be done. Boy, was I wrong. I I don't know if I just, did, I underestimated Pusha T or if I just thought like, oh, Drake's on this like pedestal. Who can get to Drake because he's so big, he's so popular. You know, he has songs that have over a billion plays, a billion streams, blah, blah, blah. Holy shit, was I wrong. The savagery within Pusha T's diss track. His, uh, the story of Adidon, oh my god, it's just on a whole nother level. He takes some shots at Drake's dad, he's calling Drake's character into question, he's calling him a deadbeat dad, he's going after his sick friend, oh my goodness, holy shit, it was savage. And as long as you know the rap beef stays just that, just diss tracks back and forth, seeing who's the better artist, who has the better talent to, to, you know deliver that Mortal Kombat death blow to the other person, like, finish him. I love that. I don't want to see any Tupac baby, Biggie type of beef where somebody gets, you know, killed. That's not, that's, that's not the type of beef I'm talking about, not the type of beef I'm interested in. And, you know, you kind of see some people, I don't know if it's fake beef or, or whatever it is, uh, just like a beef to sell albums or do whatever, but this isn't that. This feels real. This, uh, and, and it came from a place of, like, just such savagery that Pusha T, I mean, he's obviously not going to end Drake's career. Drake's going to be fine. But I have a complete new respect and uh, appreciation for Pusha T and what he did to that man because it was it was amazing. It was just so, so dirty. 
But yeah, if you're interested in hip hop and you haven't heard those songs, you got to go check out Infrared and then listen to the Duffy Freestyle and then listen to uh, the story of Adidon because it is, I mean, it has a picture of Drake. The album cover is a picture of Drake in blackface. I mean, that alone, holy shit. Finding that picture and putting that out there, that alone is just like a, a death blow, I feel like. <laughs> just a fucking uppercut from hell. So check that out. Uh, it was, it's very interesting. Always good when hip-hop is like kind of making the news over that. And I, I, Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, I'm just more into that world, so I, I see it a lot. But it's always fun to see a track like that just kind of blow up off of... You know, and it's weird because it's like who has the better poetry is like what a rap beef is, you know, like I saw a tweet that said that and uh, yeah, it is kind of, but it's like they're going hard. It's a roast battle, like who's the better writer? Sure, but that doesn't mean it wasn't savage. That doesn't mean somebody just didn't get chopped off at the knees. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, that rap beef, it was amazing. It's what for, it's what's for dinner, folks. Check it out. Anyways, um... What else? Oh, so, <clears throat> in a complete change of direction here, uh, I am trying to get back into the dating world some, and I downloaded Tinder again. Ugh, fucking horrible. But anyways, as I was swiping, doing some swiping, as one does on there, I saw this girl's profile, and her bio read, Swipe left if you don't eat ass. Yeah. A little aggressive a little you know a little aggressive but it's a woman who knows what she wants and I can respect that but how did we get here folks you know what I'm talking about like as a society where ass eating season and eating ass and eating the booty like it's just it's kind of funny to me but it's wild and it's getting to the point I feel like where you're almost judged if you don't eat the booty I mean, I'm not into that, really. Why do I got to be into it? Why does that got to be, you know, this, this analingus? I'm not, I'm not really, it's not, it's not really my thing. Like, I'll go down on your shirt, but like, I'm not trying to just go after that. I don't know. It's wild, folks. I just, I don't know. Like I said, we need more Jesus in the society, I think. Because <laughs> swipe left if you don't eat ass. That's just, it's aggressive. And it, and it kind of uh, caught me off guard, that's for sure. And I guess 2018, that's what you should expect. I guess that's just uh, that's just how things are now. <laughs> I guess we've just there's been such a saturation of porn and garbage culture that it doesn't even matter. Just go straight for the fucking straight for the moon, or in this or the dark side of the moon in this case, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Also, how weird is it that I'm just sitting here by myself? talking about analingus man i might think i might have some mental problems but that's why you guys love me i don't know i don't know what i'm doing like i said just rambling some topics i saw here um speaking of savages while we're on the topic you know there's just some real animals out there i saw this video of this fucking dude on an airplane pissing into the back seat where the little flap the magazine flap is how do you get there, folks? How do we get here? Analingus, peeing into the back of seats. I just think we need more Jesus. I do. 
I, I'm typically, I mean, I don't need more Jesus, but you folks, you people need much more Jesus in your life, I think. Because, I don't know, people just acting a fool these days. And it makes me think, like, it had to be worse in the past, though. You know, of course, now we're just catching everything because everybody's got a cell phone everywhere you go. You got a video camera. And back in the day, you know, 30, 40 years ago, not the case. But I like to think we've, you know, the optimist in me says we've probably evolved a little bit since then, right? We've, we've come some type of distance. There's been some progress in that 30 years, right? Which makes you think people had to be acting more of a fool back in the day and how much great footage we missed out on. I bet there's some some great shit that did, you know just will forever go un, unnoticed or unknown to everybody, to the masses, except for the few people that were there. <laughs> that's that's crazy Like to think that shit didn't used to go viral, you know? If something went was like big time it was national news like something crazy had to happen and now just <laughs> anything could go viral really a stupid fucking tweet a yodeling kid fucking little tay it don't matter it's it's just so it doesn't seem to be real real rhyme or reason to any of it except for just people love to be distracted right if anything is new and fresh and distracting it's like yep we'll just latch on to that and Make it the next big thing. Which is what people need to do with my shitty podcast. <laughs> I don't know. But like just peeing in the back of a seat like that. Oh man, if if that dude was peeing on me, I was in the seat in front of him. I would have fucking got around turned turned around and probably try to take a dump on him. Because you gotta one up, you know? I'm not really into the physical violence thing, mainly because I'm a coward. Uh, I have these little tiny fists that I refer to as bitch mitts, so I don't really, you know, I don't really fight. It's not my thing, but I think I would have pulled the, like that lady at Tim Hortons. I just would have dropped a deuce, and hopefully I would have been eating a lot of processed foods, not, you know, not a heavy fiber diet. I want it to be messy, you know. I want to really punish that guy. I don't want it to like, kind of like, you know, him to be able to deal with it. I want him to just have like. I want him to look like a Jackson Pollock painting, but with shit after I'm done. I just couldn't believe it. People are savages. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Hopefully, Jesus Christ, I don't even know what I'm saying. I went down I went down a rabbit hole there, folks. I was acting out scenes in my head. Ooh, I don't know. But uh, another interesting topic that I was reading about, uh, I heard about it a couple times in the past week, and it's one of those weird things when you something kind of finds its way into into the things that I'm watching. I don't know if YouTube's algorithm is like, ooh, we'll feed him this, and I bet he'll like it. Probably, because they have me addicted to that shit. Fucking YouTube is the worst. There's always something to watch on there. But uh, there's this term called the Dunning-Kruger effect, and it's very interesting because it could be something that I, a lot of people probably to a certain extent have a little bit of a, a problem with because it's like this it's, what it is it's like a cognitive bias in which people with low ability you know they're not they're not very talented or they don't really know what the fuck they're doing they have but they have this illusion of superiority like they they feel like a good example maybe is like when people are on American Idol singing 
Like, she bang, she bang, and he thinks he's fucking crushing it, and obviously that shit is hot garbage. So they have this, like, cognitive bias that they're good, even though they're fucking horrible, right? And I think maybe, I don't know if it's my, like, I don't know if it's our generation or if this is just the internet in general, but more people, I feel like, are living under this delusion, you know, that we know more than we do. Because we have Google. We're like, and maybe it's like that. the Dunning-Kruger effect's old. Maybe we need to call it the Google effect. Maybe it needs to be updated. Because nowadays, everybody feels like they know everything. Oh, oh, oh I Googled it. I, I Googled it. So it's like, you know, I read a, an article and, 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 and it proved me right. So I have to be right. Like, everybody feels like their opinion is not an opinion. It's fact. And that... <laughs> You know, they know it all. That's what it is. It's like, I feel like everybody seems to be more of a know-it-all today than ever before. Because because of the phones, because of Google, because everybody has a voice on social media where they can, you know, comment on an article and try to get a good zinger in. Or they post a status about uh, gun control or this, that, and the other. Like, everybody has a voice now and everybody knows what's best. Everybody. And we can't all know what's best, right? There's no way. But we kind of go around thinking it. And I know I get caught up in it, too. I, I'm not innocent of this. I have a tendency to, you know, have my biases. I've talked about biases on here a few, before a little bit. And it's one of those things where I'm just trying to be more aware of it. Trying to, I don't know, just not fall into similar patterns and get caught up with these... I don't know, because I, I just don't like the idea of being in this delusional state where I think I know more than other people. I, I like to try to be humble. I like to try to listen and then maybe give my reply and try to grow that way. I don't know. People like to be on that high horse almost. Like it, It's weird. We, we like to feel bigger than other people, better than other people. But I think, you know, some of the most successful people, some of the people who have changed society and done the most for it, we're very humble. We're very, you know, measured and reasonable. And sure, they would maybe take chances and do things that were out of the norm and had disruptive behavior, but they weren't delusional. You know, they knew their strengths, they knew their abilities, and then they used those to their advantage. And maybe that's what we got to get back to, figuring out what our strengths are and using them instead of pretending that everything is our strength and we're unstoppable because we have Google. But the Dunning-Kruger effect, Google it, check it out. Because I, th I think it's just like when you bring these things to people's attention, when you bring awareness to these ideas, it just helps you kind of call out your own bullshit. And I think that's one of the main things that this podcast is about, is just like me trying to call out my own bullshit or try to be a little bit funny on accident here and there too. But mainly it's just like, oh, if I'm doing something, I want to call it out, talk about it, and maybe you can relate to it as well. And then you'll you'll make the correction. I don't know. That's, I, I think, pretty high of myself I'm out here thinking I'm correcting people's behavior, but I know that's not the case. I think you, you mostly probably just enjoy listening to what kind of stupid shit I have to say every week. But anyways, and I think I'll end on this. It's the last thing I kind of have to, I have here, topic, and, you know, this is the Millennial Manchild podcast, and I would be amiss if I didn't talk about this, the, the biggest man-baby man-child of all, uh... I don't know if you saw this. Hopefully you're on the internet less than me so you didn't. But 
there was this fucking 30 year old man who was still living with his parents and would not leave the house. He basically refused to leave the house. They had sent this man eviction notice. There's their own son, by the way. Their, their son eviction notices saying, you have to leave. You can't stay here anymore. Blah, blah, blah. First of all, get a fucking bat. Beat that dude's ass. Get the, what are you doing? Taking this shit to court. That's some coward shit. My dad would never let this happen. I mean, to be fair, I also got, like, threatened to be kicked out of the house because I forgot to do his laundry one time. But that's a different story for another time and place. But, you know, if you're a 30-year-old living at home with your parents, you gotta look at yourself and wonder what the fuck's going wrong. And also, the parents gotta look in the mirror and think, holy shit, we're horrible parents. How did we let this happen? How did it get to this point? You know what I mean? Because... They gotta take some responsibility for this, too. Because now they're just gonna release this dude out into society? And now we're gonna have to take care of him somehow? He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have any skills. He's a fucking... He looks like an internet troll personified. Like, if South Park was trying to... Like, they had, like, some troll episodes or whatever. Like, he looks like a character. <clears throat> like a real-life character from that episode. Fucking long hair, neck beard. Dingy, unclean. Looks like he might have some Cheeto dust on his fingers. I think I might, that's kind of fucked up. I think I just described myself there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, this guy, and it's so funny. How can you get to this point? I don't know. Anyways, the, the, the weird thing about this, though, is the problem that I have with it, besides that he's obviously a piece of garbage, is that it just makes fucking millennials look bad. A lot of the baby boomers go, yep, see, that's, the, that's what millennials are lazy. Look at this guy. He lives with his parents, and he's 30. And it's like... Bitch, first of all, it's not as easy to do what you did when you were 30. You know, you can't just buy a house for fucking $300. It's not that easy. Plus, you know, everybody that's a millennial has a fucking mountain of student loan debt. That you didn't have, boomers. You, you, you didn't have it, alright? So, when they see this guy, they go, yep, here's a scapegoat. Look at this millennial. This is the problem. This is why things aren't working out well. Millennials are this. Millennials are that. And no, that is not the case. There's plenty of baby boomers you can find who are like that piece of shit. You know what I mean? It's not It's not just a generational thing. And I know a lot of millennials who work very hard. And it's still not... It, it's just one of those things where it's easy to just look at people younger than you and just assume because it's different or because they're going about things differently than us that... It doesn't make sense or that they're doing something wrong, you know, because I feel like with millennials, what we're doing now is like we're trying to be happier more. We're trying to focus on maybe finding a path that's a little more custom suited to us instead of being like, OK, I got a job and now I'm just going to work this job and make a fan, get a family and do this and tough it out and be be, you know, that way until I'm 65 and now I'm going to retire. Like we're trying to find a new path because we've seen like sometimes that path's not the best for everybody. And, I don't know, that's just my opinion. Like, I think it's easy to look at millennials and think we're lazy, we're this, that, and the other, because maybe we want to we go on a camping trip in a van across the country or do something wild like that or try to start a, a blog or a podcast or, or whatever it may be. And I think we just realize that life's too short, and if you want to be happy, you got to find a way to make that work for you, and you have to be happy doing your work.
think millennials get a bad rap, and it's it is people like that thirty year old stay at home neckbeard loser who make it easier for people to talk shit on us. But you know what, folks, keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about the old people. They'll they'll be fine. We're gonna be the old people someday. When we have to remember when we're the old people, let's be cool. Let's let the kids do what they want to do, and uh, they'll figure it out. Little knuckleheads. Anyways, thanks for listening, folks, and hope you have a good day. Break that pussy sign. One more time. Baby, do it, big. Make it cry. Come boo hoo this shit. Yeah, you so I'm out of the thing. Turn that ass, bustin' out the bottom. I'ma lose my money in it. If I pull up with a Kerry Washington, that's gonna be an enormous scandal. I could have Naomi Campbell, still might want me a Stormy Daniels. Sometimes you gotta bag the boss up. I call that ticket Corey Gambles. Find yourself up in the food court, you might have to enjoy your sample. All these thoughts on Chris and Mingle, almost what got Tristan single. If you don't ball like him or Kobe, guaranteed that bitch gonna leave you. Hey, time is extremely valuable. And I prefer to waste it on girls is basic. That's just some yay shit. Right now, let's do what we want. Let's have a threesome, you, you and the blunt. I love your titties, cause they prove I can focus on two yeah, things at so once. Then it ass busting out the bottom. I'ma lose my money in it. Crazy I'ma do the obligato. Get the rubbing on my life, get the chili out the bottom. Get the chili out the bottom. Bada bing, bada boom. There you have it, folks. Pa pa pa. Just like that. The 31st episode of the Millennial Man-Child Podcast is finished. Woo! Ric Flair drip, or whatever they say. Uh, but yeah, it was a good one. Uh, you know, it, it took a dark turn at times. You know, went down some dark paths. But, uh, I, I, and, you know, and I might need to apologize. I think I told you all that you needed Jesus. But after, you know, re-listening to this episode some and just seeing where the thoughts and the mind went, you know. It wasn't good. Maybe I need to look in the mirror and have some more Jesus in my life because, woo, you know. But, hey, we, we did it together. We got through it. We made it out stronger and better for it. So, as always, thanks for listening. Um, this week to check out, just check out that Kanye album, yay. Check out the Pusher T album, Daytona. And if you're not into rap, you should check out uh, Father John Misty's God's Favorite Customer. It's kind of a folk indie uh rock like folk rock ballad or whatever you want to call it good songwriting good lyrics uh i i really enjoy it i think father john missy is very talented i've featured some of his music on the podcast before and uh did today as well i gave you all a taste of each one of those in the intro and they are as follows actually uh if you know you know by push a t um all mine by kanye west and date night by father john misty all right folks thanks for listening you're the best keeping this outro short because you know it was a long one today i got i got in it a little bit so thanks for listening much appreciated you're all the best and uh until next time man child oh